G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We might often wonder how our lives might change if we were recipients of an amazing miracle that affirmed that God has a significant plan for our lives. You may recall an earlier conversation telling the story of Dr. Sean George, who was clinically dead before coming back to life as his wife, also a doctor, quietly prayed. Now, if you've been raised from the dead and you give credit to God, you might assume he may have a special purpose for you. In the case of Dr. Sean George, he's embraced every opportunity to tell his story and with some special focuses. He's set his heart on support for the people of Israel. Now, through the ministry called Project Naomi, he's released a music album as a ministry to Jewish people. And Dr. Sean George is joining us. Sean, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's a pleasure always to be on Vision Radio, and I really love the work that you guys do for the Lord here in Australia. Your album, it's called Never Again, and you've dedicated it to Jewish salvation, where one in four Israelis live under the poverty level. Uh, give us some insight here into the focus you've got on your new album. Yes. So over the last five years, the Lord actually has focused my ministry to Israel. And it all began when I first traveled to Israel just as a tourist, thinking that I'd probably just visit then and never go back. But when I came back to Kalgoorlie, the Lord began to burden my heart for his people Uh, because I began to realize that almost 98% of Jewish people probably don't even believe in God now. And particularly with my story of how God raised me from the dead, it gave me a very unique opportunity to share in a very non-threatening atmosphere, especially given the rules in Israel on how you can share the gospel. Uh, I realized that I have a unique opportunity to share And in my travels, uh, both in Israel and later to Poland, where I visited Krakow and Auschwitz-Birkenau, I began to realize that one of the blockers, a significant blocker to the faith of a Jewish person, is the Holocaust. And so God began to burden my heart on uh, doing a music album, one one of the giftings that God has given me, which would not just address how much he loves his people, also address the opportunities for salvation through Yeshua, uh, which is the Messiah. And a lot of Jewish people just did not even know that he is actually Jewish, um, that Jesus was Jewish. And when I went to the um, to Poland and to the um, Auschwitz and Birkenau, I realized one of the important things is that the Holocaust is a blocker to their faith. Um, often this is not addressed, it's not talked about, but to a Jewish person, the reason they don't believe in God now is because they just cannot navigate through the Holocaust and what happened. 
So God gave me a unique burden to write songs, and he gave me the songs while I was there, both in Israel and Poland. Over a period of 14 days, I wrote 11 songs addressing all of these three things. The, the fact that God continues to love his people and is longing for them to return to salvation. The fact that God knows exactly what happened in the Holocaust, and he was with there even at that time. And the fact that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, and he wants to have a relationship with them. And that is how this album actually came about. And it's titled Never Again because it was the greatest human tragedy to a nation. And I really pray and hope that this never has to happen again, not under the watchful eye of those who believe um, and are evangelical Christians. So that's in brief, Neil, what, what actually happened. It is a powerful insight to appreciate that Jewish people have a blockage to believe in God when there is still looming in their own memories or in the memories of their own family history, this dreadful time called the Holocaust. We'll come back and talk some more about that. And let's just spend a few moments, though, recapping your story, Sean, because I mentioned in the introduction, and you affirmed that, you were raised from the dead. Just briefly, remind us your story once again. Sure. On the 24th of October 2008, when I was traveling back from my specialist clinics in Esperance um, in Western Australia, I had a heart attack on the road, and I actually um, managed to get to a GP clinic after driving 350 kilometers. I diagnosed my own heart attack while I was at the clinic looking at my own ECG. And by the time the doctor arrived, he took me to the, um, the examination room. I lay there, and exactly 11 minutes after my first ECG was done, my heartbeat completely stopped my breathing stopped. I went into cardiac arrest. The doctor, uh, my intern who was driving along with me, the nursing staff, they all began to do CPR on me. I was given CPR for over an hour. I had a total of 13 electrical shocks. The total period of clinical death was an hour and 25 minutes. And then they basically, at, um, after they had done everything that they can, they actually had to stop the resuscitation. They had advice from the clinicians who had driven from Kalgoorlie to Kimbalda where this actually happened. My wife got there at that time. They called her in and said, Sherry, we're so sorry. Sean is gone. Please come in and say goodbye. So she walked into the room. She saw me lying there dead. The ECG monitor was just a flat line. She held my hand and she prayed a very simple prayer. She said, Sean is only 39. I'm 38, we have a 10-year-old boy, I need a miracle. And immediately following that, the beep, beep sound on the cardiac monitor went off, my heartbeat came back. And to cut the story short, three days later, I woke up in Royal Perth Hospital with a 100% normal brain. I was discharged on the 13th day, and it's been over 12 years by God's grace. I'm serving him, sharing the story, every opportunity that I get because medicine cannot explain what happened to me. Well, Sean, listeners will be able to hear it is a medical impossibility what's happened to you. And one of these miracles, we'd say, is indisputable. And when you have all of the evidence that you can point to that says it is a wonderful miracle that's happened, 
after a miracle like that happens and you feel this sense of restoration and you recognise that you've been the recipient of a miracle being raised from the dead, this idea that you might serve God with your gifts and talents led you to a ministry called Project Naomi. Give us some insights here into this connecting point with Project Naomi and your own passion for following through and the people of Israel. So, Neil, after what happened to me, I continued to serve God. I was serving God prior to that, and I continued to do a ministry in Vanuatu where I used to go with the Healthcare Christian Fellowship and do voluntary medical work. So that was the focus of my ministry, to share the gospel every opportunity I got. But as I had mentioned, I actually ended up visiting Israel as a tourist uh, with friends here from Kalgoorlie, um, Trevor and Julie Kershaw, who took me there for the first time. Um, and we were going with the group called, um, with Dan and Sharon, with the Koinonia Institute at that time. And when I was there, God really burdened my heart about the Jewish people. And, you know, we cannot deny our links to, to the Jewish uh, faith because Jesus was a Jew. And we know that we get the Bible from them as well. Um, and so a lot of the stories made me realize what a privileged position we are to be the church And now it's our opportunity to give back and to share the truth about the Messiah to the Jewish people. So with that in mind, along with our friends here, Trevor and Julie Kershaw, we set up this ministry called Project Naomi. And what Naomi actually stands for is uh, from the Hebrew, from Isaiah 40 and verse 1, which says, comfort, comfort my people. And it stands for Nahamu Ami. Outreach Ministries International. So it's for the word Naomi stands for Nahamu Ami, Outreach Ministries International. So Nahamu Ami comes from Isaiah 40 and verse 1, which says, comfort, comfort my people. And so I felt as, as Gentiles, as those who have been saved by the grace of God, we have such a unique opportunity to share the love of Christ. So what we do basically is a very simple uh, project. We go to Israel every year and we do voluntary work. Now, I'm not doing medical work when I'm there. I'm actually doing physical labor, painting houses, uh, restoring bomb shelters. We've even been to the Israeli Defense Force to help them uh, clean toilets, uh, wash their, you know, um, their rooms, uh, just manual work, which shows them that we love them. You see, as a nation, Israel has felt uh, all along that they've been persecuted, and especially they blame uh, Christians for the persecution that they have had. So we felt that this is a great opportunity to show them, no, there's actually so many people in the world who actually love them. And so when they look at what we are doing in Israel, and they realize we've come from thousands of miles away to help them, they ask a very simple question, why do you do this? And that's when we get the opportunity to share with them that we actually owe our faith in many ways to the Jewish people and the Bible. And then we share about our personal relationship that we have with Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. And that just completely uh, confounds them because they do not know God in this personal way where we can talk to him, we can commune with him, we can have a relationship with him. So that gives us a really unique opportunity in a very simple way to share the love of Christ with the people of Israel. That's what Project Naomi does. We also actually help 
with humanitarian aid work in Israel. And we do this actually not on our own, but with the help of a Messianic church in Ashdod called Voice of Judah. So we, in, in many ways, empower them. We provide the finances. We pay for the rent for a distribution center where they can provide food, clothing, um, and even medical needs, wheelchairs, crutches uh, for the older people. So all sorts of needs which are just unmet. As you rightly said, uh, you know, so many of them are living below the poverty line. And especially when you talk about those who have immigrated from other countries back to Israel, they often come with a suitcase and they've lost everything because they were being persecuted in the nations they came from. And so we try and help them so that they can see the love of Christ through what we do in, in deeds and not just in words. Dr. Sean George is our guest. He has just released a Christian album. It's called Never Again, and the intent is to be a blessing to Jewish people, Jewish people who in this day and age don't even acknowledge God, the God of the Bible. Uh, Dr. Sean George, let's have a listen in to the title track of your new album. It's called Never Again. For listeners who want to download the album, it's on Spotify or Apple Music, iTunes and Amazon. There's a website too, drseantgeorge.hearnow.com and the forward slash never again. But we'll come back and we'll continue our conversation in just a short while talking some more about the Jewish Holocaust and hearing the story of Dr. Sean George. I stood and looked at the empty chairs Feeling emotional was hard to bear Serene and eerie it was a scare The eyes look at you an empty stare How could this happen? Was there no one who cared? A few righteous Gentiles are all who dared Risking their life, their love declared Never again, never again Let's make a stand and let's not fail There never can be another tale Let it matter that Jesus bore the nails Don't just say you love them Show them that you really care Let them know that you will dare Proclaim the love of Messiah Who cares? Let it matter the 
taking a little time today to hear some thoughts from Dr. Sean George. Now, you've been listening along to a conversation where you heard Sean share his own testimony of being clinically dead for time longer than medical people will say is even possible, was raised from the dead and has set his heart about sharing his story and also about serving God's chosen people, the people of Israel. He's released a new album called Never Again, a reflection on the Jewish Holocaust. Uh, Dr. Sean George, this idea of the Holocaust uh, really sparked by your visit to Auschwitz-Birkenau, one of the dreadful concentration camps from the Nazi era. What is it that stays such an impression upon you when you make those sorts of visits to those places and you recognise the atrocity that's taken place? Uh, Neil, it actually began when I first visited the Holocaust Museum in Israel called Yad Vashem. And although I had read about this in history books and um, you know watched it on the television and some of the shows that we've all watched, like Schindler's List, it was so real when I was there, and especially when I went to Poland, both to Krakow as well as to Auschwitz-Birkenau, just standing there, it was uh, it, it was something that I just could not help myself, but put my myself in that situation and think, oh my goodness, how could a people have gone through something so atrocious as this? I mean, just in that Auschwitz-Birkenau camp, more than 1.2 million Jewish men, women, and children were actually executed in the gas chambers. Many of them actually came there thinking that their lives were going to be saved because they were fit and they were able to work. In fact, just at the gates of Auschwitz-Birkenau, it's written in, in German um, uh, or in, in, you know, that work makes you free. So a lot of people thought they were entering the camp so that they could work their way to freedom. 
but actually they were sent there to be um you know put into the gas chambers and killed and and it is it is such a tragedy and being a doctor um i also realized something very very sad that there were many doctors who were involved in experiments um you know on children on twins on pregnant women they did so many experiments on starvation which really troubled my heart and i actually broke down when i was there um uh, even in krakow there's a there's a place where there are these empty chairs which is what the theme song of my album is and these empty chairs actually represent those who have died and have gone and there was a pharmacist there who tried to help them but even his you know what he could do was so limited um it, when you think and hear the stories of these people and when you visit the museum in israel called yad vashem you actually hear it first hand from some of the survivors of the holocaust and i can tell you as a child of god i just cannot imagine what they have been through and so i just begin to think yeah i can understand why they feel the way that they feel but i remember there was a question that was raised by uh, a student of a jewish rabbi and he said where was god when all this happened to us in the holocaust and the answer of that jewish rabbi was he was in the hearts of the righteous gentiles so while i share the story we must also remember that there were many righteous gentiles who helped the jewish people during that holocaust obviously it was not enough and we wish we had done so much more but those are the kinds of emotions and and just to tell you about the place it was like a dead place it seemed that you know it's a place of evil but what i can report today is 70 years have passed from that time or over 70 years and now there's a couple from the uk their missionary couple mark and kathy warick who are building a prayer house which uh, project naomi is involved with as well just meters away from the gates of auschwitz birkenau and they're turning that place into a place of worship and a place of life a place that was a place of death is being transformed uh, and they are in the process of building that prayer house and their intention is to have a place where over 2 million jewish visitors come every year they can come to this prayer house they can just have a time of quietness they'll be given some refreshments you know um, and just um, emotionally because it's a very very difficult emotional experience uh, e- even for us as gentiles let alone the jewish people so that's happening as we speak and we hope that that project will be completed uh, hopefully by the end of this year and it will be open 24/7 As you say there's this huge gulf between the Jewish people and their acknowledgement of their own god uh, the god of the Jews and of the Gentiles and as you say it's a painful thing for them to even contemplate issues around god and how the holocaust came to be but in your new album Sean you've tried to bridge the gulf by actually including Jewish players on your album give us some insights here into the way you've formed some of the songs the way you've written them the composed them and uh, recorded them yeah see uh, one of the things that i really felt in my heart when god spoke to me about doing this album was that it should be meaningful to a jewish person it should actually resonate with their heart not just with their minds or with you know skillful musicians but it should actually resonate in their heart 
And it, it obviously was very helpful that I was born and brought up in Kuwait in the Middle East. So I was already familiar with the types of music and rhythm. But what really made a difference in this album was to actually have Jewish players playing some of their traditional Jewish instruments, some of which are not played anywhere else in the world. And so I've incorporated three different Israeli musicians to bring the Jewish and Middle Eastern feel to all of the songs. And so it actually resonates with their heart. Um, and, you know, just like when we read the Bible in our own language, it's so different from reading it in a foreign language. It's the same with music. Music, you know, transcends all cultures. But when you make it relevant to the heart of that individual and culture, it makes a bigger difference. So that's why I actually incorporated the Jewish musicians, uh, and that gives a very unique feel to this album. Oftentimes, when we think about connecting Jewish people to Jesus, we have a thought, don't we, that somehow or other we're going to create Christians from the Jewish people. But really the focus is connecting Jewish people to their Jewish Messiah, who is Jesus. There's a different slant on the way you present that connection. Any thoughts there about how your album actually communicates across that big gulf that Jews have between them and God? Yeah. I think one of the biggest issues is that we cannot really preach to the Jewish person because in many ways they have studied the Old Testament, they are very familiar with the Torah. What we actually are able to transcend though is in the personal relationship that we have with their God, which is now our God as well. In the book of Romans, we read about actually making them jealous and as a way to actually reach out to the Jewish people. So in this album, I have taken them through the history of the nation of Israel, uh, starting from the birth of Israel as a nation and how they trusted God in the past, you know, during the time of Abraham and Moses and, and Noah, and how they can trust him again now. And I've tried to bridge the gap by addressing the Holocaust, not pretending that it never happened or not trying to ignore it, but saying, yes, we know that this happened, but God is still on the throne. He still loves you and he cares about you and he has a plan for you. You have not stopped being the chosen people of God. And a day will come, as we read in the book of Romans, that all of Israel will be saved. And I honestly believe, even though I might not understand the depths of that, God is a God who fulfills his promises. And maybe this is just a small step in the journey of a Jewish person, restoring them back to the faith, to the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. It's a powerful thing to think that music transcends the blockages that people can have to belief in God. But there's some very powerful things about music. And spiritually speaking, it does, in fact, transcend and breaks through. And so uh, wonderful things ahead. Uh, with the way that you're marketing your album, Sean, uh, when someone buys this, uh, proceeds are going to the Project Naomi. Give us an insight here into what happens if a listener today decides to buy your album. Yes, yeah, so all of the investment that we made into this was purely to reach 
the gospel to the Jewish people. And so our intention with the album, um, so for those who would like the album, more than happy to post it up to them free of cost with a card in it where they can, if they would like to, donate towards Project Naomi. If they want a physical copy, they can just approach me through my website and I can do that. But those that are being played on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, whatever money that comes in goes directly to Project Naomi. And through the Global Development Group, that funding goes towards the humanitarian aid work that we do to bless the people of Israel. So the entire 100% of any monies that might come in goes completely towards that ministry. Well, to get a hold of this new album, it's called Never Again. You can do so on Spotify or through Apple Music, iTunes and Amazon. And there is a website that you can go to to be able to get some more insights into the amazing miracle, the raising from the dead of Dr. Sean George. That's the website seangeorge.com.au, spelled S-E-A-N-G-E-O-R-G-E.com.au. Let's have a listen to a second track from Dr. Sean George's album called Never Again. This one's called Apple of My Eye. Shalom, 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 shalom. Shine by night, I stir the sea so the waves will roar. I am who I am. This land I give you, I've called my own. Promise to your generations, I've called you my chosen ones. A shock to all the nations. Whoa, Naham, Naham, comfort my people. Yahab, Yahab. Provide their needs. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray their hearts will turn to
Taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.